Can't stop, won't stop. Where the bricks at? I give him that ditty bop. Like, take that, take that, take that, take that. I'ma put in work. I'ma do that ASAP. Throw my faith in rap. But it say, don't say that, huh? Good evening. Good evening. All right. We are here for another episode of Into the Deep. Amen. Amen. We are in our sixth episode. I am grateful for what God is doing with this episode. If you're really, really loving these episodes, if you're really, really getting impacted through these episodes and the guest speakers, please like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, your family, anyone who comes across Please like and share. Amen. All right. Once again, this is Into the Deep. Our foundational scripture is Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. And the purpose for this show is to bring the word to the world so others can understand who they are while uncovering just what they can do in life. And in the end, fulfilling God's divine purpose. We expect to see miracles, signs, and wonders throughout each and every individual who watches this show. And again, I am Leander DJ Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're watching with us. And I would like to invite you into the deep. Amen. Amen. So this week is going to be a little different. So we had special guests all up and down for, for the past five weeks. Now, I got a special, got something special for our watchers. If you're watching with us, we have five questions. And if you can get all five questions right, there's a surprise waiting for you. All right? So we're going to go ahead and share the screen. The first question is, in what city was Jesus born? Don't comment yet. Wait. Write the question down. Write your answers down. And I'll let you know when you can answer. So, in what city was Jesus born? All right. If you know the question, write it down. Save your answer. All right. Next question. What was Jesus' crown made of? What was Jesus' crown made of? The third question is, who was the only female judge in Israel? Next question. Name two, just two, out of the nine fruit of the Spirit. Just two. All right. Once again, don't comment your answers yet. If you want extra credit, you can name all nine, but just need two. Next question. 
what city mentioned in the book of Revelation is also the name of American city? Those are our five questions. Now, I told you don't answer just yet. So, if you know the answers to all five, go ahead and message us all five questions and five answers, right? And if they're all correct, I'll get in contact with you and we'll give you and we'll present to you your prize, right? all right? And you could be on this speaker, who knows? So, again, we're going to go over the questions. All right. First question is, in what city was Jesus born? Do you know? Can it be Roma? Second question, what was Jesus' crown made of? Platinum. Who was the only female judge of Israel? Name two out of the nine suits of the spirit. Just, just two. And what city mentioned in the book of Revelation is also the name of an American city? All right. I'll also put those questions up at the end as well. But all right, let's get into our show. Those are the five questions. We're probably going to do that every other week just to get those out there, get you a lit into your Bible. All right. So on next week, no, in two weeks, I'm sorry, in two weeks, early voting starts for Beaumont, Texas. Our early voting starts. All right. If you don't know who's running, again, you can go on to the Beaumont website. You can go to City Hall. You can look around the city and see the, the posters. But get out and vote. You know, the, the, the red election day is May 6th, but early voting starts on the 24th of April. Know who you're voting for. Know what you're voting for. Amen. Now, this week is a little different. We don't have any guest speakers this week. But this week, God gave me a message. <laughs> uh, it's a message um, from 2021, but it's relevant to today. So that is what we're going to do today. We're going to watch this message. Uh, comment your comment. Con Comment your comments, your concerns, your questions. Amen. Let's get to the word. Amen.
when Pastor Mary asked me, would I preach today? I said, do I even have a sermon? And God said, yes. Um, God gave me a sermon about like three months, three weeks ago. And I was like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? And this really spoke to me. And I just broke down and cried. Like God really loved me that much to actually speak directly to me. It was it's just an amazing chapter, matter of fact. But we're I'm gonna be coming from Mark chapter five, one through nineteen. And it reads, then they came to the other side of the sea, the country of Gadarius. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with the chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying out, cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I applaud you by God that you may not torment me. But he said to them, for he said to him, come out of the man unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him honestly that he would not send them out of the country. Verse 11, now a large herd of swine was feeding near there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swines and the herds ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So there was there who fed the swine's fled, and they told, told it in the city and in the country. They went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw that one had been demon-possessed had and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swines. Then they began to plead with him to depart from the region. And when, it, when he got into the boat, he who was demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you 
Amen. Father God, we just thank you, Father God, for this moment that you have orchestrated, that you have ordained, Father God. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for the word, Father God, that you have brought forth tonight, Father God. That, Father God, today, Father God, the word, Father God, that is for your people, Father God. That they will hear your word, Father God. They will not reject, they will not neglect, but hear your word and take it in their hearts, Father God. And it will be buried, Father God. That it will be planted, Father God. That it will go forth, Father God. And they will be called, Father God, who you have called them to be called, Father God. They will walk, Father God, where you have called them to walk, Father God. They will be placed where they, you have placed them, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, that as I continue, Father God, I continue in your spirit, Lord, that I decrease, uh, I decrease, Father God, and you increase, Father God, that your spirit, Father God, rest, rule, and abide here, for Father God, in the on this word, Father God, on my lips, Father God, on my hands, Father God. I just ask, Father God, that you continue to be with me, Father God, as I speak the word to your people, Father God, that is in time and in season, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for what you have brought to us, Lord, and we expect, Father God, something greater today and that we will live this word out, Father God. In your son Jesus' name, amen. So, when I was trying to come up with a topic for this sermon, God brought forth um, one, of the, one of these movies I've seen on Netflix. Now, when I watched it, I really didn't like the show, but I, God showed me that show for a purpose, and it was for the title. And it was some assembly required. I know personally when I buy certain gifts that when I buy it, I expect it to work how I see it on TV, how I see it on the box. But some gifts have this slight word, these slight little words. It says some assembly required. Now, some people bypass that and they buy the gift, they see the gift, they take out the box, and it doesn't work how it's supposed to work. They get frustrated, they get mad, and they say, I'm not going to buy this type of gift or this product from that company ever again. But all because they miss the simple word, some assembly required. What God gave me was sometimes we believe that God will work it all out on his, on his own. That all we have to do is sit back and watch. But, but the very thing I like about this demon-possessed man is in verse 2 it says, And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tomb a man with unclean spirits. You see, this man didn't stay where he was. He didn't, say, he didn't stay where he was when he saw Jesus. He ran to Jesus. What, what, what God was showing me was we don't have to get right to come to Jesus. We don't have to make ourselves perfect. We don't have to stop drinking to come to Jesus. We don't have to stop what we're doing to come to Jesus. Because what he gave me was that he will help you change. Another thing about this demon-possessed man, let me give you a little background on him. Now, this demon-possessed man had family. He had friends. 
but he left his family and his friends. He was in a dark place. He was, he was living among dead people. He was living in a dead situation. He, he, he even chained himself and with shackles and chains. What God gave me with that was he even put on the names people called him. He even put on the situations where people called him. Where he was, he accepted where he was. He accepted what people called him. Now, it may seem like he was strong because it said he, no one contained him. Chains and shackles couldn't hold him. But, but in verse 5, we see that every night and day, he will be crying out, cutting himself with stones. One reason this really stuck out to me and God spoke to me was because this man reminded me of me. I was in a place where I felt like no one can no one can tell me what I need to do. No one can tell me how to be happy. No one can tell me what to do. All I needed was alcohol. That made me happy. I was fine with being an alcoholic. I was fine with being out of place with God. But when the alcohol passed my system, when I was alone in my room, I would cry out. I would say, you know, I'm no good to be in the military. I'm no good. I'm not, I'm not a good father. I wouldn't be a good husband. I was fine with what my situation brought to me. And when people would talk about Jesus, I would run away. But this man, he did something different. Even though he was in a dead situation, even though he accepted what people called him, even though all that stuff, he, when he saw Jesus, he ran to him. Now, he didn't see Jesus up close. He didn't see Jesus face to face. It said he saw Jesus afar. So, and when he saw Jesus afar, he ran and worshipped him. Now, most people would say that he was demon-possessed, and they will say even the demons know and worship God. But this is what God revealed to me, is that when we're in our dead situations, even when we're in the problems that we cause, we still are able to see God. And he gave me a question, is who are you acknowledging? You see, the man could acknowledge when he seen God, his dead situation, and said, I'm not worthy to be in his presence. Because he was surrounded by his other disciples, right? He could have seen, you know what? He picked them 12. They're perfect in every single way. They, they look great. I, I'm, not, I'm not where they are. But instead, 
He said, you know what? That is Jesus, the son of the most high. And he ran and worshiped him. In the New Living, Trans in the New in the New Living Translation, it says he ran and bowed down in worship. You see, even in this man's dead situation, he worshiped God. So who are you acknowledging in your situation? For, for when I was in my dead situation, I acknowledged alcohol as my savior. Some people may acknowledge their husband or their wife. But who are you acknowledging in your situation? You, you see, when we acknowledge God in our dead situation, he is able to get us out. Because it says in verse 8, for he said to him, for God, for Jesus said to the man that was demon possessed, Come out of the man, unclean spirits. You see, Jesus didn't sit down and talk with him. Jesus didn't say, okay, what is your name? Who are you? He said, he already knew his situation. And he said, since you acknowledge who I am, I'm about to detach your attachments. You see, that, that was the next question he gave me, is what are you attaching to yourself? What words are you attaching to the calling on your life? You see, I like to, I like where God gives me like these words with the same letter at the beginning. And he did that for me. He did, it was problems, pain, and people, and places. What places are you attaching to yourself? What people are you attaching to yourself? And what problems are you attaching to yourself? Let me give you some examples when we attach places. You, you see, when I left Beaumont to go into the military, I could have said, you know what? I love Beaumont so much, I'm not going to get into any other place. I'm not going to like any other place. Matter of fact, I did do that. I said, Beaumont's my hometown. Beaumont's what I love. Beaumont's where I came from. And I went to Chicago and I stayed by myself. I didn't interact with anyone or anything else. And what I realized, I was holding myself back from what God had for me. So what places are you attaching to? It doesn't have to be a physical place. It could be a place of depression. It can be a place of grief. It can be a place of unfulfillment. What places are you attaching to yourself? Now, in this next one, a lot of people don't like the knowledge, but what people are you attaching to yourself? Are you attaching people who are holding you back? Are you attaching people who only want to do what you did in the past? Are you attaching to people who only want to see you cry and cut yourself at night? What pains are you attaching to yourself? You see, this one really came out clearly 
when I started taking the Christian counseling classes. A lot of times we attach ourselves to pain and we hold ourselves back from what God has called us to do. Our pain stops us from doing what God calls us to do. It stops us from going to places where we need to go to. We say because I was abandoned, I can't walk with God. Because I was rejected, because I was neglected, I'm not worthy of what God has for me. But today, through the, this demon-possessed man, God wants to, you to know that if you acknowledge him, those attachments, those attachments that you brought along through life, he will help you detach. Now, some people, some people think they can detach him by themselves. And sometimes it can happen. Sometimes you can detach by yourselves. But this one thing I seen when the demon was talking to Jesus, he said they they knew what he can do. And so they 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 plead with him. They begged him not just to cast them out, but cast them into the pit. You see, they, they knew if they would go into the pig, they'll, they'll have, still have rain in the country. You see, when you detach with, by yourself, it, it, it's, not, it's only temporary. That, that's where that alcohol came from. It was temporary detachment. You see, what I mean was that once I got to drinking, the, the pain seemed like it slipped away. But after the alcohol left my system, the pain returned. But when God detached, it's a permanent detachment. You see, the demons thought they had a one-up on God. So they said, yeah, get stuck. this cast us into the swines. But, but in the scripture it says, Jesus cast them into the swines and the swines went over the cliff and drowned in the water. So, who are you attaching yourself to? You see, this man was in a place with dead people. But he was also surrounded by dead people. Now, the people who were feeding the swines seen what had happened, and they told the town. But, but, but then they took their eyes off God and said, you know what? We don't have any more pigs. So they got upset with Jesus and asked Jesus to leave. What God showed me was that Sometimes when we get saved, delivered, and set free, there'll be people in our life that are happy for us, then turn around and feel like, oh, you done changed. You, I can't hang with you no more. They, 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 
they say they have your best interest, but in but really they want their interest to be taken into consideration. So who are you attaching yourself to? Then we get down to verse 18. And it reads, and when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had had compassion on you. Now, this last question God gave me is, what is your assignment? Now, I, like I told you, this demon-possessed man reminds me of me a little bit. So you see, when this demon-possessed man got saved, got delivered, he wanted to stay in that moment. But God said, no, you can't stay in that moment. You have to continue moving forward. You see, so many people want to stay in that moment of being high with God that we stay stuck in that place. But I want to let you know this one thing. God is not a decreasing God. God is not a stagnant God. God is an ever-increasing God. You can't say in the moment you have to move with the momentum. So what is your assignment? You see, the man wanted to stay with God, but his assignment was to go to his friends and family and tell them what Jesus had done. God gave me the illustration of a train. You see, when you get a train, it has three sections. It has a caboose, a conductor, and the middle, which is the regular cars. Now, the conductor is the one that leads the train. The cars carry whatever's in the cars. And the caboose is what ends the train. Now, There's a train station, and then there's like substations along the road. And in these substations, that's where they pick up and drop off cars. Or either change engineers. Today, God wants you to know you're at a substation. You have the opportunity to keep your engineer, the one who leads your train, or switch out to a new engineer. Now, some engineers aren't really familiar with, aren't really good engineers. They really don't take proper care of the train or proper inspections of the train. And some engineers just attach any type of car to that, to that caboose, to the conductor, right? And 
you can't always do that. You can't mix certain chemicals with chemicals, certain woods with chemicals. You can't, and you can't have so much weight attached to you because either it will stop you in track, stop you on the track, it will slow you down from getting to your destination, right? But there's this engineer who knows exactly the amount of weight you need to get to your destination. He knows the exact car that you need to attach. He knows just the right time that you're going to get there. And today he wants you to know that Jesus is that engineer for your life. He knows exactly where you're going. He knows exactly what, how many cars you need. He knows exactly the weight you need, what, what you need to carry, what you need to detach from. He wants you to know today that he is ready to lead and guide you in your life. You don't have to detach right now. He will detach for you. I told you chapter five is really interesting because there was there's two other people in this chapter. The, the, the other person in this chapter was a woman with, with an issue of blood. Now, this woman had this issue for 12 long years. Now, she went to every doctor, every specialist, and they all said there was no cure. But one day, Jesus was in a crowd of people, surrounded by a crowd of people. And this woman came and seen him. And she ran and just touched the hem of his garments. Let me, let me bring it to today's term. She just touched the bottom of his clothes. Now, everyone that was following Jesus and everyone that was around Jesus thought the next question he asked was kind of strange because he asked, who touched me? Now, if, you, if you've seen this picture, you probably would act, be like the disciples. Jesus, you surrounded by a whole bunch of people. Everybody touching you. But, but when he turned around, he knew exactly who it was. It says in scripture, wait, wait. It says, verse 33, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before him and told the whole truth. And this is what Jesus told her. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your afflictions. You, you see, everyone told her that she will be stuck in her sickness. Everyone told her that she was going, there was no cure for what she was going through. They said they said you were going to be sick forever until you die. But she knew exactly who her healer was. She acknowledged who her healer was. And she attached herself 
to Jesus by just touching the hem of his garments. And then God, Jesus gave her another assignment. He, she said, he said, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You, you see, a lot of people, they, 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 they come to the altar and they pray and they say, God, I, I, I want to be healed from this. I want to be saved from this. I want to be delivered from this. And they leave and they go act the same way. Let, let, let me go back up. Let's go to verse 28. It says, For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I may be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. You see, immediately when she attached to Jesus, she was made well. Immediately when you acknowledge who Jesus is, allow him to lead and guide your life, you're made well. Now that well is the broadest word for, for us today. You are made well. Your marriage is healthy. You're healthy. Your children are great. Your, your finances are amazing. You, you, you're blessed. So go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now there's another person in this chapter. The first two didn't get a name. But this, this man, he, he worked in the synagogue. Now let me let you know something. The synagogue was the place where the Pharisees worship God and right now these people were trying to convict Jesus of doing something wrong they didn't like Jesus but Jarvis knew that if that if he acknowledged Jesus and attached to Jesus that his daughter would be healed so despite what his his crew believed but despite what people he hung around wanted, he said, you know what? You can do what you want to do, but I know Jesus, and I know he's going to heal my daughter. So, so Jarvis met up with Jesus before the woman with the issue of blood. And he too fell at Jesus' feet and asked him, to heal his daughter. So as they're on their way to Jarvis' house, this is when the lady with issue of blood came up. Now, the, the lady touched Jesus. Jesus stopped. And Jesus said she was healed. That's the woman's story. But Jarvis' story, Jarvis came to Jesus first. And his daughter is sick. 
And Jesus is stopping in the middle of a crowd asking a question, who touched me? Now, I don't know about you, but me as a parent, I, I, I wouldn't, I would have said, Jesus, why, why are you stopping? We need to get to my house. Now, my daughter is sick. She's on her deathbed. Hold on. We don't need to care about her. Let's go. I came to you first. You see, that, that's how so many people are today. We believe that we, we, we can't watch other people get their blessing. We get so jealous, like, oh, God, I came to you first. I would say first, how are they getting blessed? How are they a pastor? How are they getting a call? How are they getting promotions? But, but something had to happen before the daughter got saved. Let's jump down to verse 36. It says, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. How many of us are attacking to fear when God is leading our life? And he permitted, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a torment and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. Verse 40, and they ridiculed him, but when he had put them outside, he told the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child laying. You see, what God showed me was that we can't move in, into our complete deliverance until we cut some people off. You see, we are attached to some people that is holding us back. They're, they're saying that we will never amount to anything. They're saying we will never be anything. They're saying our past. You have to cut some people off. And then they went into a secluded room. You, you see, sometimes you have to cut some people off and then you have to check some people. You see, when, when they start ridiculing Jesus by saying that the child is merely sleeping, he put them out. He put them in their place. You, you see, they was in Jarvis' house. They, they were saying things about Jarvis' house that wasn't true. So Jesus had to check some people in Jarvis' life. 
He had to put them in their proper place. You see, some people that we're putting in our circle, in our tight little circle, we have to check them and, put them and push them out. Who are you listening? Who are you taking advice from? Are you taking advice from people who want to see dead situations arise in your life? Are you taking advice from people who don't mean any good for you? Verse 41. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And, there, and they were overcome with great amazement. You see, you have to cut some people off. You have to check some people. And then you have to get close to God. It says he took the child by the hand. He got close enough to reach out and touch her. You see, we got to get close to God where he can allow, he can touch us. And then the last verse, 43. This is going to be a little strange. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. Now, for the first two individuals, God says, go. For the first man, he said, go and tell your friends. For the woman, he said, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And, but here in 43, he tells them to tell no one and give the girl something to eat. You see, sometimes our assignment is to go and tell, and sometimes our assignment is to sit in the glory of God and to what God has done for us. These three individuals... Their status was not the same. They, they all was different. But they had one thing in common. They all came to Jesus and fell at his feet. They, they all acknowledged who they, he was in their life. A healer, a deliverer, a way maker. And today God wants you to know that you have to come to him. Acknowledge who he is in your life so he can detach your attachments and you can answer your assignment. So today, you don't have to say it out loud. You can write those three questions down because when I was studying this, it took me at least three hours just to answer two and three. So Take the time, get close with God, and really find out what you are attached to. Because 
It amazed me what I was attaching to my life. It amazed me what, what my assignment truly was. So just remember, some assembly required. You have to do the work. And God will supersede your work. Amen. Glory. Amen. Some assembly required. What who are you acknowledging in your life? What are you attaching to? And what is your assignment? Amen. That that was our video for tonight. But let, let's go a little bit deeper into, into that video. What are you attaching to your life? What's hope? What what's holding you back from doing what God's called you to do? What 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 is that very thing? What is that person? Who is that person? What what problem? What pains are holding you back? You, you see that we, we we hold on to pain just like the first the demon possessed man. He held on to his pain. He, he accepted his pain, but when he saw Jesus, he said, it's time to let it go. You see, so many people hold on to pain because they think if they hold on to it, that's where their strength comes from. So many people also hold on to pain because they believe they're not strong enough to let it go. Or the, the final one, they hold on to their pain because that's where the attention comes from. What are you attaching to your life? Just like these three individuals in chapter 5 of Mark. They had something that was attached to their life. Whether it was people, a situation, a problem. But once they seen Jesus, they acknowledged who he was. They acknowledged that he was a healer, that he was a way maker, that he was a deliverer. They acknowledged who he was in their life. And tonight... Through this video, God is presenting himself to you. So you can acknowledge who he is in your life. And third question is, what is your assignment? Once you detach from everything that was holding you back, once you're able to, once you allow God to lead you, what is your assignment? Now, I understand there are some assignments that look amazing, it looks beautiful, it looks gratifying, but not all assignments are your assignment, just let you know. <laughs> what is your assignment? 
Are you called to go and tell the world? Are you called to just sit in his presence and soak in all he has for you? What is your assignment? Don't let, don't let the people that surrounding you stop you from what God has for you. Here's another one. Don't let the people that's around you let you mismanage your assignment. That is our episode tonight. I am grateful that you're tuning in with us. I love each and every one of you, and I pray that God delivers you from whatever you're going through, whatever you're attached to. I, I pray that God continues to lead you, guide you, and direct your path. So, Father God, I just thank you, Father God, for this day, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for this moment you have to present to us who you are, Lord. Present to us, Father God, as a healer, Father God, as a way maker, as a deliverer, Father God, as, as a savior, Father God. Father God, I just thank you, Father God, for this moment, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for this taking us into the deep, Father God, and saturating us with your presence. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for each and every individual, Father God, watching this show, Father God. I pray, Father God, that something was heard, that, that they may be set free, that they may be delivered and walk out their assignment that you have given them, Father God. I pray, Father God, for strength, Father God, that you give them strength to detach, Father God, from what is ever attaching to them that is not supposed to be, Father God. Father God, I pray, Father God, that they would just would join with you, Father God. Father God, I just thank you, Father God, that you're showing them, Father God, where to go, who, do, who they are, Father God, and what you have desired for them to do, Father. Father God, I thank you, Father God, that you are so graceful and that you're so wonderful, Father God, to be able to just use me as a vessel to present you to your people, Father God. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for... Mm. Father God, I, stay, I rejoice right now, Father God, that you are yet ever strengthening, Father God, those people in the weak moments, Father God. That you are ever strengthening, Father God, each and every individual, Father God, to walk out, Father God, that sit, out of that situation, Lord. Father God, I thank you, Father God. I rejoice, Father God, for that individual who's going through a deliverance right now, Father God. I rejoice with them, Father God, that they're coming out better, Father God. They're coming out more like you, Father God. I thank you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, I thank you for tuning in and watching. And just let you know, if you missed the beginning, the five questions, right? The five questions that we have. If you can answer all five questions, there will be a prize for you. Don't answer it in the comments. Go ahead and... Uh, Message me all five questions. If you get them all right, I'll get in contact with you and give you your prize. So, again, if you know all five questions, answer them. If you don't, study your Bible. Get, find out what the questions are. It is open book. You can cheat. There's not, no way you can cheat. 
Ask the questions. Get what God has for you. Amen. Can't stop, won't stop. Where the bricks at? I give him that ditty bop. Like, take that, take that, take that, take that. I'ma put in work. I'ma do that ASAP. Throw my faith in rap. But it say, don't say that, huh? What I'ma turn down for? I feel like Shaq and Nafo. Breaking glass in that black boat. I like Kobe and Toronto, huh? Dropping 81. Yo, I dropped the 88. Ricky Bobby, shaking bake. Sleeping on it, should've stayed awake, huh? Everybody make mistakes like VJs. Try say my name, it's Minio. Stay with me, Minio. Okay, great. Two forks high, raise stakes. Risk it all, I take the hate. It's the winning team. Get the Gatorade. My guy good, but he's not safe. Nah. They try to shut us down and it ain't gonna slide. Only thing I fear is God and he on my side. That's the confidence I got. Cause he got me. That's why I really feel like you can't stop me. Like Kendrick, never be the rapper rock out from Hendrix Top 10 alive, you will never be mentioned Why I aim so high, I won't survive the trenches Plus, you a Christian, Andy They will never listen, Andy Plus, we a pigment, Andy <laughs> You don't got skill, you a gimmick, Andy Well, if I listen to you And everything you put in my ear I be living like, what up, shut up, cut up I be paralyzed by fear huh, Ain't that the truth? If I quit, the only way I lose I got two choices when I do this Make moves or make excuses huh? If you know who I'm talking about Then you got me my biggest enemy is me, and even I can't stop it. They try to shut us down, and it ain't gon' slide. Only thing I fear is God, and He on my side. That's the confidence I got, cause He got me. That's why I really feel like.